Okay, hello everyone. This is Suja. Thank you so much for joining me today. And today, I want to talk about adulthood. So, nothing beats water. I love drinking water. Anyway, so adulthood. The underlying issue of adulthood comes down to fundamentally what is an adult, right? How do you become an adult? Are you an adult simply because you're at a certain age, you know, or is it because society recognizes some sort of a thing? And, you know, two or three days ago, I was thinking about it and I was like, I, I came to this specific set of realizations or maybe just one realization that being an adult really just means having the courage to live your own life in your own way and making the best of yourself, right? When you're growing up, there are expectations of you to become something, you know, and sure, you can become, but if it's not, if you become something you genuinely don't care to become, you're going to half-ass that and you're going to become half-assed. So the ideal of you is different from the actuality of you and distinguishing between the two is important, right? Because if you think it through, right, the ideal of you stems from wanting to be a good son or daughter or whatever you are to your folks and meeting their expectations, you wanting them to be proud of you. But, you know, in order to do that, you end up with the with trying to live up to this image that they have of you, which may not be the actuality of you, right? And that's, that's kind of hard, right? It's like, you know, if your parents want you to become like a doctor and they're not doctors or whatever, you know, even if they are, right? And you don't want to be, but you're you becoming a doctor not to upset them. Well, then you're compromising your own self to achieve this hidden, or sorry, this ideal self. And you'll hate the man you've become because, you know, maybe you wanted to be a guitarist, right? <laughs> so, you know, instead you became a heart surgeon and you're like doing a heart surgery. And one day you just snap, you're like, I can't do this, man. <laughs> And you just like randomly pop out a guitar and you're playing a guitar in the middle of an operation. <laughs> and you get fired from your job and this guy, this poor guy who you're giving heart surgery to, the, you know, dies. It's terrible. This, that was a joke. I think I, I forget. I know there's a comedian who probably said this joke. I, I uh, yeah, Russell, Russell Peters said this joke. That's where I got it from. Sorry. Should have been clear, right? The idea is, you know, the ideality of you and the reality of you are two separate things. And at some point, you kind of stop competing for the validation, the expectation. You, st you stop trying to rebel because even the part of you rebelling is an aspect of, of you know, the ideal, right? Realize the ideal doesn't exist. <laughs> that it's just an idea. The reality is you. And it's weird. It's, it's like, it's like, God, I remember being in a uh, world religion class when I was in um, uh, undergrad. So anyways, one of my teachers, actually, no, my not one of my, the teacher um, asked in the class, okay, so you're moving on a train and the train is about to crash. There's a car, you have to jump and he's giving this entire weird scenario. And it's like, how do you do this? And then, you know, people come up with answers and he's like, no, there's no train. There's no car. It's just, it's just in your mind right? <laughs> this problem doesn't actually exist in the reality that is you right now. And that's, that was, that's the, that's something I got like the couple of days ago. I was like, oh yeah, that's not me, right? I don't have to 
I don't even have to. Why am I fighting against an ideal? An ideal is just an idea. I don't have to fight against an idea. I just need to just do my own shit and be be me, right? And so, to be an adult is to be courageous, and realize whatever you are, you is what you are. You know, there's no there's no going back, right? You are whatever whatever the hell you are, you know. And a lot of our choices in life comes as a reaction to not wanting to be something rather than trying to be what we are and magnifying that. It's hard, it's hard to magnify oneself, right? Because, you know, you have to work at it. You have to... that. Okay, so I was studying also Jainism and, and um, meditation. And one of the Jainist teachers on YouTube was like, the idea of yoga is not that you unionize. The idea of enlightenment is you separate your higher from your lower. You separate the soul from the confines of the of, of the karma and all that stuff. So the separation, not unity. Through separation is unity, I think, is what he was trying to say, or at least how I'm going to perceive it. So, you know, you don't need to separate the idea. You just need to forget about the idea, <laughs> right? You know, you just need to, you don't need to rebel against it. It's like if your parents have the idea that you're a unicorn, <laughs> mentally you go, okay, well, that's insane. I'm not a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a goat, <laughs> greatest of all time. <laughs> Anyways, you mentally separate. You know, you just you just critical. You know, you don't even have to worry about the idea. You just once it just stops and you look at yourself as you are with all of your all the choices you made. Like, oh yeah, I've this is who I am. This is just who I am, and it and it hits you. It just hits you. It's like okay, well here is what I am. Here's who I am. Okay, how do I proceed forward with the real self? So you're not trying to superimpose an image or you're not trying to even fight the superimposing of an image by others on you you just sort of you just sort of are and it's a weird actually it's not weird because again i was reading this book okay i'm reading uh passages and it, it, ta it talks about how when when men in their 40s when their fathers end up dead and you know they they see okay you know memento mori you know remember you must die right then they're like oh yeah i'm gonna also die right at some point, you realize, okay, well, yeah, I, I'm out. Like, I'm going to get out of this game called life. This is not permanent, and I'm going to die. And it's like, okay, yeah. Then you are you without having to ever actually achieve any of anything. I don't know if this makes sense. Like, I'm trying to put it into actually, like, articulate terms, but this is, this is how far I can go. This is the me that I am right now <laughs> with these words in these specific orders, right? So I'll give you an example, okay? So when I was in my 20s, I used to think that I had to be like, you know, a kajillionaire to win the approval, to have respect and all this. Now I don't. And I'm just like, whatever, you know, as long as I'm okay, I'm sane, I support myself. Like my, my, my bar for myself is very low and it probably shouldn't be or whatever. Actually, I don't really care what it should be or not, but by, mar by my, my own bar for myself is... Hey, as long as you can support yourself and you're okay with existing, so you don't have to even be happy. Fuck happiness. <laughs> Fuck it, I say. <laughs> because wh whatever, you don't even have to be happy. As long as you are okay and you move forward. You breathe, you breathe in, you breathe out, you move forward, you're fine, right? You don't have to be a kajillionaire. You don't have to compete, you know. I realize so much of my goals, dreams, ambition is tied to this ideology of what I am supposed to be versus the reality of me is okay I'm chilled I'm all right like okay yeah fine 
Path of Least Resistance, which is actually a book. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, um, yeah. So now it's like I'm working on a project that I like, right? I'm working on this thing called uh, Point Lucid. So I read a I read a little bit of this book called Lucid Dreaming, Plain and Simple, by Robert Wagoner and Caroline McCready. In the book, they have a level of lucidity, right? They have six levels, so you're pre-lucid. So you're, you know, you notice some sort of bizarreness and find it unusual for your waking physical reality. You know, for example, in your dream journal, you write down, "My horse has had six legs. This struck me very odd as I clinched the saddle." Then the second one is sub-lucid. So you have a vague realization that you you dream but do not understand what that means or act on the implication. In your dream journal, you write, okay, my sister Mary attended my son's graduation party. I remember that this is this seems impossible because she lives in Tokyo. I wonder whether I dreamt this, but decided to take care of the party guest. Then you're semi-lucid. So you realize that you are dreaming, but for the most part, you go along with it and make few adjustments. In your dream journal, you may uh, write, I saw my Aunt Maria, but remember she died three years ago. My mom told me to prepare the guest's bed for her so i did but i used my dream magic to do so because i realized i dreamt it then you have lucid which is you realize completely that you are dreaming and act to make major choices and decisions in the dream an example from a dream journal may read when i saw my childhood house in miami i knew it no longer existed that thought made me realize i was dreaming so i decided to grab my dog and go flying we flew above the city and past the marina I saw something interesting on a, ban on, a, on, a on the beach and flew over to investigate. So that's lucid. And then you have full, fully lucid. You realize you're dreaming, feel a considerable degree of mastery, can easily recall experiments that you wanted to perform or wish to perform. You may write in your dream journal, now lucid I thought, what experiment did Michael and I discuss yesterday? Oh yeah, he asked me to see whether I could go get over my fear of heights by going to the top of a building in my lucid dream and looking over the ads. So I looked around, saw a very high building, decided that since I could not be hurt, I would go to the top of the uh, building and practice looking over the edge and then super lucid. So you feel very, you feel a very high degree of personality, clarity of thought, memory, creativity, and dream manipulation. Your dream report may say, as we fall through the wall, I know I dream. I feel very energetic and sharp and decide to soar into the night sky. After flying, I stop and I recall my plan. I decide to practice meditation in a lucid dream. Cool. As I focus for inward, suddenly the dream scene changes and I find myself dot, dot, dot. So what I thought was, actually he, Robert actually writes about how, um, you know, you can set this up as a goal. You can give it a point. You can make it a game. So I figured, you know, each of these categories would have a point. And the more points I earn by writing all this in my dream journal, the better I am off, you know, and the, and I, the more fun I can have with it. So it doesn't have to be like, uh, what's the word? Monotone, not monotone. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't have to be very repetitive, right? It doesn't have to be very, uh, not meditorious. There's another word. It starts with an M. I'll figure out the word and I'll tell you guys later. But it doesn't have to be repetitive. It doesn't have to be a dredge. It can be fun. You can have fun with this. And I, I'm now designing an app um, that's going to help me do this. And I'm going to share this with the Lucid Dreaming community. And we're going to have fun. And I'm going to get feedback and so on and so forth. 
am I going to become a kajillionaire over this? Probably not, you know. <laughs> if I did, I'd be surprised. But, you know, it, the reality of it is I'm very happy because um, this is something I want to do. And it's like, this is just me. It doesn't it's, it's not a reaction to anything. It doesn't, it's not proving anything. It's just me, you know, wanting to make a little lucid dreaming app and enjoying the ride, enjoying the journey, making mock-ups, you know, getting developers and stuff. It's again, it none of this is, you know, this isn't this isn't an action for some this isn't an action in rebellion to something, this isn't an action for something other than itself. And that's weird because usually when I'm trying to plan out um my actions, it's always it's always been a reaction to the ideal of what I should be doing. This is what I genuinely am doing without any cues from anyone. And it's it's just nice. It's a it's a good feeling. And I, I genuinely like it, right? And, you know, even if I uh, don't accomplish, you know, anything else in my life, it's okay. Well, you know, I'm probably going to accomplish something. You know, I'm probably going to have more stuff I'm going to do. But the reality of it is, in this moment, making this app is my whole thing. And it's fine. It's just fine. It, there's this sort of a cascading effect of, okay, make this. Next moment, I make something else. And so forth, so forth and so on. And I move forward. But I move in such a sort of a stable mind and from my own center that it just feels okay. And I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I genuinely am in love with that. You know, I think the older you get, the real, the more you realize that, you know, when I was younger, right? When I was much younger, I used to think adults were cocoons of conviction. Not sure if I said this in the past of this um, recording, but I think. When you're older, you just have the courage to live your life and be you. And it's weird. It's very weird, right? Because it's like, well, there's no pressure to be you. There's no, there's no act. Because if you think about it, right, when most of us are in a social situation, we're acting out what we should be saying and doing and all that, right? So we're one person with our family. We're one person with our friends. We're one person with like, say, business guests or, you know, if you're at a convention with strangers, but, you know, we're all that plus, plus there's a central, central person, the central person that is just is. And it's, again, this is such a weird thing. I've done, this is, it's, it's almost like a meditative experience. Maybe it is a meditative experience. Maybe I've meditated so much. And I'm just in Zen mode right now. And, you know, I'm happy with that. Zen happy, which is great. So yeah, that's it. You know, the reality of it is or whatever. It's just being on your own two feet, having your own strength, moving your own life in the direction you want to move it or or whatever life throws at you, you know, you you are in the sort of the, it's like the lucid dreaming analogy that Robert wrote, right? In his book, he says, you know, you don't ever control the dream. You just control, you know, yourself in the dream. And even that to a, you know, it's like, I think the analogy was, it's like the dream is a big, big, big ocean. And when you're lucid, you can set your sails. And I was, that's such a beautiful, it's, it, that's the thing. That's, that's one of the things I, it took me such a long time to understand that, right? I just set sail in my own life, you know, and it's, it's liberating. It just feels amazing. All right. Well, thank you for listening. This is what I got. Be free in your own self. Remember, you know, Take care of yourself, right? You exist, which is great. And one day you will not exist in this, you know, materium. You are going to have to die. Unless, of course, you being you are clever enough to figure out a way to become immortal. 
<laughs> then disregard whatever I just said. And oh, by the way, share the secrets to immortality with me because I'd love to know. <laughs> to just stick around on this planet. It'd be so fun to be like like 50,000 years old, you know. You can like you can look at the cycles of civilizations and you can take notes and do all these things with that amount of time, right? Anyways, have a wonderful Monday and I'll talk to you guys on the next one. Peace.